0: This week's episode of One Shot is brought to you by Drunken Gaming on Kickstarter. We are we to every place in the world. We are We are Hello, heroes, and welcome to the two hundred and fiftieth episode of One Shot. I'm James Damato, your host and game master. This week, we celebrate 250 episodes with a game that I'm excited about for so many reasons. Bully Pulpit, the company that brought us games like Fiasco, Night Witches, and Ghost Court, is kickstarting a new game called Starcrossed. Starcrossed is a two-player game of forbidden love, about characters who really, really want to be together, but probably shouldn't. It uses a Jenga tower to represent romantic tension between characters, along with rules that affect how much your characters can express in a given scene, making each session intense and rewarding. Longtime heroes know that I love romance in games, so it might not come as a surprise when I say that Starcrossed is my current new favorite game. Perhaps the most exciting thing about this game is that it was designed by OneShot Network's own Alex Roberts. Alex put the lessons she learned talking to guests on backstory and playing games through a long gaming career into a true work of art. And we had so much fun playing it together for this episode. I can't wait to share it with you all. But before we get to that, some announcements. Coming up this week on the One Shot Twitch stream on Monday or tonight, if you're listening to this the day the episode drops, we're playing a live episode of Starcross with Alex Roberts at 7 p.m. Central Time. Then on Thursday, we have a new episode of Total Party Kill with JPC at 7 p.m. Central Time. Although we've wrapped up season one for A Woman with Hollow Eyes, coming up on May 9th, we're going to have a debrief session where the cast talks about some of their favorite moments, review some behind-the-scene choices made by Darcy as a GM and us as players, and discuss the things that excite us about Invisible Sun. That will be Wednesday, May 9th at 7.30pm. This week, One Shot is brought to you by Drunken Gaming. Actor David Blue, who some of you might recognize as Eli from Stargate Universe, loves both board games and drinking. His new web series, Drunken Gaming, which is kickstarting now, brings those two loves together. On Drunken Gaming, Blue and a cast of his acting buddies turn Game Night into a drinking game, trying to teach and learn the rules to some of your favorite games through a thick haze of alcohol. They've already managed to film their pilot, and they want to turn this concept into a full series. And to do that, they need your help. We're really grateful for the support that Drunken Gaming gave us this week. So if you like board games, drinking, and actors from your favorite nerdy TV shows, please check them out. You can do that by following the link in the show notes or searching Kickstarter for Drunken Gaming. As always, a huge thanks to our backers on Patreon. You make what we do possible. One final reminder that an update went out once again linking our DICE backers to the 2017 fill-out form. We have our DICE at our distributor. They're ready to be sent out. I just want to make sure that we're not overlooking anyone. And with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. And actually, this week, it's not so much a party because it's just me and Alex Roberts. Oh, it's a party. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yes, I mean, not to imply that it's not celebratory, but there are just two people instead of a large group of people because we're playing Starcrossed. That's right.
1: Two player game of Forbidden Love. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and we're we're definitely going to showcase this game in a good way because we, we played together before.
1: Yeah, that's right. We already had the chance to play. So now we can do everything completely differently and see if it's still fun <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly. And you have a lot riding on the line right now because the first time I played this game was sort of like a life-changing game that made me rethink about how a lot of other games are played. And I thought about it for months and months after the first time. So like the stakes are
1: high. Wow, thanks for thanks for the pressure. Like a thanks teetering intense, tower. <laughs> intense pressure.
0: I'm I'm just trying I'm to give you that it. bleed to start off with.
1: Thank you, thank you for making me as nervous as I can only assume you must be.
0: I'm. Cool as a cucumber, I always feel fantastic.
1: Anyone who describes themselves as a vegetable, I don't know. I don't know if they're totally <laughs> totally on top of it.
0: Okay, I guess that's true.
1: All right, that's enough dunking for one-up.
0: I can't imagine that's true. Let's get into the game. Where do we start?
1: Okay, so the first thing we should do is introduce uh, one of the most important tools that we're going to use when we tell a really cool story like this. There is a nice little card with an X on it. And the X card is our good friend who helps us have the nicest time. If anything comes up, either when we're building our characters or building our world, or even just like as we're playing and doing our thing, it's a very, very collaborative game. And so both of us have equal authorial controllers, no GM, but that means that, you know, we're both just gonna be tossing stuff out there all the time. And if either one of us tosses something out there, that the other one doesn't like, you can just say, no, let's do something else.
0: Or even more, so that if someone's uncomfortable with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes that nah can be like for a really like super strong reason that you don't feel like arguing with or explaining. And that's when you just, let's tap the X card. Or you can just say, let's X that. And that's when you know like, mm, no, seriously, this is not. This is a non-negotiable one because I just, I just done X'd it, and then we remove whatever we need to remove from the game, and uh, and we don't go into it because um, it's obviously just not somewhere we want to go.
0: And listeners, for your benefit, if we happen to use the X card during this playthrough, we'll be saying, "Let's X that," just so you know that it happened, uh, and <laughs> you can see the tool in action.
1: Right. Cool. Um, so that may get used or it may not either way. It's nice to just know that it's on the table. Yeah. To me, it just says like, hey, we care about each other and we want to make sure we, we have the option to care about each other. It's
0: our comforting friend, the X.
1: Yay. So uh, the other thing that is on the table is our scene cards. And I'll just put those there. We'll talk more about them later. Okay, so next, we're going to start building a world, and the way that we decide what this game is going to be about, uh, who our characters are, and where they are, is just by answering two questions. One, what has brought us together, and two, what is keeping us apart? Okay. Where where do we start? Is there anything that's like been bouncing around your mind?
0: So I don't know if you're into this idea, but we were talking on Twitter like a couple weeks ago. And I can't remember who said it first, but the idea—it might have even just been me—because uh, Starcross scenarios have been bouncing through my brain. Just you for
1: tweeting, literal and I wasn't months. involved, yeah, at all.
0: Uh, it could be that <laughs> of a nerd and like a greaser rebel getting together. It, it's like it's not in space, and Starcross—I feel really thrives in space. It
1: does well in space, but it doesn't have to be like. Space is good, you know, space is gay and space is fictionally a place about infinite possibilities, you know, where you can like do anything and make anything true. And it does well in like fantasy settings and whatever. I, I haven't seen a post-apocalyptic one, but who knows? Um, wow,
0: that would be hard to engineer.
1: Right? Because there's That's like a, keeping you apart? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. There's no rules, um, but who knows? So I, I actually really like the star-crossed stories that take place now and like here and just between ordinary people like those are sometimes like the sweetest so i'm not completely against that.
0: okay okay
1: um, well yeah. you're
0: not completely against it but alex as we both know both players need to be really excited about it that's in order so to play true
1: yeah it's really true um and especially when you're playing with only two people like just yeah let's let's only get something where like totally 100 jazzed on i don't i don't know there's nothing that i've been like really into recently or like any kind of have you been watching a bunch of like i don't know high school romance drama or something recently mm, mm. But not
0: recently mm. but constantly
1: yeah sort of uh there hasn't been a spike or anything yeah
0: i mean i guess i did just finish up the season of miraculous ladybug uh, right, but the things that are keeping those characters apart—well, actually, I don't know. There is some compelling stuff there.
1: Well, you know, I have heard uh, super villain and superhero. That that one um, I've encountered a couple times, which is not to say we can't do it. Um, but I, I don't know if there's anything else in like the superhero genre that might be interesting. I'm just looking at a bunch of things that say Star Wars, but I don't know if there's anything there. No,
0: I don't. There's nothing there. You know what? I'm going to say, uh, I think it'll help us. I don't want to do fan fiction. I want some original characters, okay, get some cool. OCs up in here. And the second thing, uh-huh. I want it to be gay. I want it to oh, be yeah. very, mm-hmm. very queer, uh, whatever yeah. we're doing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's always like an implicit sort of queering you I can't believe I just used that as a verb (laughs) but like you know like there's always something about like relationships that you are either explicitly forbidden from having or can't conceive of having or Mm. can't Think of how they will fit into your life that I think is like kind of gay. But yeah, we can make it like very explicitly textual. I always like science fiction because it's where I'm most comfortable, but maybe that's a really good reason to boot me out of it. (laughs) Um, I don't want to do high school because like that's really young. Okay. But I don't know if like college age or like young folks or because I think what you're talking about are like there's sort of cliquey things. Mm -hmm. And therefore, like based on those social boundaries, people can't be together. So there are so many situations in which that, like, happens, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, gosh. I'm thinking about different kinds of LARPers, but, like, that's too close to home. I don't think – I don't know if we can go
0: there. (laughs) Okay, okay. What – let's age people up. Let's say we're dealing with people in a college setting. Okay. Um, And we've got someone who is a professor or, like, teacher's assistant Mm -hmm. where it's, like, not a good idea to get involved with a student because it's unethical and their job is on the line and like their reputation like other jobs could be on the line
1: yeah um yeah this is an intense one because we're we're engaging with something that is like actually both of us believe it to be wrong Mm -hmm. uh, which is also something you can 100% do with star crossed and people do that and it's cool and interesting I wonder if we can do a blend of both. Okay. And do something where there is something more on the line than just like breaking social mores and it's kind of like college age. Maybe like
0: Oh, I like that. Uh,
1: someone's like jeopardizing like like jeopardizing their career in some way but not in like a horrible way and they wouldn't really be like hurting the other person but it's just unwise. Maybe there's like political stuff that's going on. Maybe it's like sort of 60s you know, like civil rights activist and like preppy yellsman. I like the idea of the like someone being like a total burnout who is totally like not good for them and the other person like genuinely having a good a bright future quote mm-hmm. unquote and if we said it like i don't know i mean just the queerness of it can be a lot of that right for like sure, for compromising
0: sure. your bright future well i i like the idea of starting maybe if even if they're not on the same social uh platform as each other and don't have the same responsibilities i like them the idea of both of them as young people that do have a sure. future ahead of them as opposed to like sort of solidified for them already. Mm-hmm. Um, so...
1: Oh man, I know I I, know I said that I wasn't going to do sci-fi, but literally all I can think about is like a graduate student who has gotten this really great research assistantship and now they work really closely with some sort of like alien creature, but like the person and the alien creature fall in love. And it's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, uh, Alex, but, uh, but I am into it. I am I, into I, it. I s- so oh, right. I yeah.
0: really like the idea of communicating with an alien that you have really nothing in common with and like you're trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, so yes. And Let's and
1: also that you have, because professor and student is like unethical, but it's also like close to home for like people who might be listening, you for know? For sure. And um, so I feel, I feel that as we're like r- research assistant and like alien yeah i don't know a little bit more i don't know if if people can abstract that slightly i i hope that that's good it's good enough for me
0: shape of water won oscars (laughs) everyone's down for this
1: everybody's into it everyone everyone's horny on Maine.
0: yes fishy on Maine.
1: so that sounds great so what's keeping us what, what has brought us together is that one of us is researching the other one mm-hmm. and <clears throat> what is keeping us apart is that one of us is an alien and I would say even the research relationship is maybe causes it to yeah be that, unethical. that is
0: gotta be unethical. Well, I
1: mean if you were like an anthropologist, for example, you wouldn't do that
0: yeah, so yep I'm, i I didn't take any science courses, but I'm pretty sure you're not <laughs> supposed to fuck your experiments. <laughs> Uh, correct me. An- <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong on that.
1: <laughs> James just looked at the computer when he said, "Correct yeah. <laughs> me if I'm wrong." Like the listeners are going to come out. That's lovely. So they we, should. So, <laughs> so we now have our two most important questions. Uh, that means that now we get to make some characters, and the first thing that we have to do in this particular game is decide. Who is going to be the lead and who is going to be the follow?
0: Well, for us, Alex, this is going to be really easy. I know. Because the last time we played, uh, I was the follow and I used my power irresponsibly to power game uh, myself into what I consider a happy ending. um, (laughs) Which... I think uh was 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 good and fun for my first experience um but uh I definitely feel like I should have that power taken away from me because <laughs> I would just use it again. I know myself too well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I will say that that's not a wrong way to play, right? Game the system and that gaming the system should lead to a better outcome, not not screwed up. So, that's part of my design philosophy. So that was fine, listeners. And also, you know, you mentioned earlier that, uh, oh, listeners, I don't know if you can hear this, but we're setting up a we're tower. We're setting up the tower, right tower as we go. It's very exciting. Yeah, that you, you mentioned earlier that our last setting didn't really allow us, or made it difficult for us to conceive of how our characters would touch each other. It
0: was a fun, creative challenge. Yeah,
1: I think that was actually rad. I just don't want to have the exact same challenge yeah. the next time. Okay, cool.
0: Watch us do it anyway.
1: So the most important thing to note is that the lead always takes the first turn in a scene and uh, the follow always decides when to end the scene. And then there's certain things about what moves we can do um, that we will we can get into later. But here you go, lead. There's your character sheet. Thank you. Here's mine. Uh, so we're just going to keep building this tower, which... I think is a fun little thing to do as we discuss <laughs> things. And if you just look at your character sheet, you're going to see that there's a couple of questions. Because I don't know if this has been updated since last time we played, because we kind of play tested an earlier version. There's a couple of questions that we're going to answer together and in order, um, in a in a guided way. And then below that are the list of moves. So I mentioned earlier the scene cards and the scenes. Again, the lead starts them. The follow finishes them. We set them together. They're just like scenes in any other role-playing game or, or like a chapter in a book or like a scene in a film. We'll decide where our characters are and what they're doing. And then starting with the lead, we will describe our characters' movements and actions and words in very specific and constrained ways. So going down the list of moves, you can either describe your characters' movements Describe a detail in the character's environment. Describe your character touching the other character intentionally or unintentionally. Those are two different moves. And then describe your character revealing something personal, intentionally or unintentionally. And those two uh, last sets of two moves, um, those require pulls from the tower. And the lead and the follow can do them with different frequencies. So the lead can do things unintentionally only once per game, but they can do those two things intentionally once per scene. And the follow is the opposite. They can do those things unintentionally once per scene and intentionally once per game. And you'll see what that means. James and I are pros. Um, yeah. Oh, so... You're
0: definitely a pro.
1: Oh, James, once you've played once, you're, you're <laughs> seasoned. Don't worry about it. So, let's answer our character questions, get to know who we are, now that we know where we are, kind of. Uh, So, the first question on our sheet is, who am I? So, are you research assistant or subject?
0: I'm having trouble figuring out which one I like better in the position of lead. Um, Because originally, like, I, I consider lead to be having, like... And I know it's completely unrelated to the game. It's just a preconceived notion that I have with lead is is doing things intentionally and whatnot. Like you're in a position of power and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable with like the research assistant being the lead. Mm. Um, But uh, I'm also having difficulty like conceiving of how like the alien uh, is going to intentionally be revealing things about themselves all the time. Uh, So, I don't know. I I could go either way. Are you leaning uh, one way or another?
1: Oh, um, I think uh, thinking about how the alien will choose to reveal things Mm -hmm. um, rather than having things extracted from them, right? And how moments in which they will choose to take control of that. I think that's an interesting, cool, creative challenge. All right. And uh, yeah, so I, I actually really want you to be the alien.
0: I will be our alien.
1: Yay. Okay. I'll be research assistant and we can come up with names later if we need them. Who cares? Question two, what is my most attractive feature? So according to your character, if they thought about themselves, what would they think is their most attractive feature?
0: Oh, uh, you know what? I'm definitely going to say this alien has like very colorful skin and I think maybe even a little bit of how they communicate is through shifting colors and whatnot. Um, so they, they know I've got a pretty good pattern that I'm working with. <laughs> uh, I can go really vibrant, a little bioluminescent. I'm a hot commodity.
1: <laughs> Let's see communication. I think, yeah, now I'm thinking of my character in terms of really sort of like typical human Traits. Like, what do, what do humans think is
0: attractive? <laughs> hey, uh, email us if you know.
1: <laughs> She's just like a big nerd. And she thinks about like those like insipid um, universalizing psychological studies on like generic things of attractiveness. So I'm going to put hip to waist ratio. Wow. Yep. She believes in that.
0: That's going to be really important to my alien.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the next question is, what are two things about me that I don't realize are attractive? And for that, you're going to have to swap sheets. Yes. So from your character's perspective, what are two things about my character that are attractive? I will not realize them.
0: Okay, here you go. I'm very excited. You it's like be. Christmas. You should be.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> 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 now this <laughs> This is a, this is very good, actually. <laughs>
0: actually.
1: And uh and I, if anything I want more information. Like tell me more about how I smell. Like it's good, but uh does it does it remind you of anything? Is there anything
0: I think it's sort of unlike anything that this creature has encountered oh. before. I'm still trying to conceive of what type of alien they are, what they look like, but I mean, you mentioned antenna here, uh, which is which uh, helps me a little bit. But like, I I think visual phenomena have got to be very important to them because like color is part of how they communicate. And maybe scent isn't something that like is normally a super important sense. But for whatever reason, like you in particular just smell great (laughs) and i think i mean because you have gifted me with inquisitive antenna (laughs) i think that's how my character smells is like of course through these antenna which means they're constantly looking for excuses to smell you
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i can't wait to interact with those antenna and i love that um that i move with grace and that i'm graceful i i like thinking about that
0: um. So mysterious black eyes is yeah, exactly. the other thing that I have here.
1: <laughs> what about that isn't exciting? Tell me that.
0: Uh, so yeah. when you are picturing these mysterious black eyes, like how human-like are they? Um, do they have like irises it's just all black but like you can see like little bits of gray so you know what direction they're looking or you don't know what direction they're looking you don't know what
1: direction they're looking and that's exactly what makes them so mysterious uh i'm picturing i mean we don't have to get too much into detail about like your whole form but i'm picturing like your your face not being that humanoid really yeah um so they're not like human eyes that just happen to be black. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and you have no idea where you're looking and the, the expressions on them are just, it's, I, it, maybe it's taking me a while to learn exactly what your expressions are and what they mean.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um, I like the idea of an alien having big eyes. Um, and sure. it makes sense because of, you know, color being important to them. So they got to take in a lot of visual information.
1: Mm hmm. This alien's coming out very buggy. Mm-hmm. All right. Whew. Okay. If we can bring ourselves to the next question, it is, why can't I act on my feelings? And then the next question beneath that is, why is that important to me? So, why can't I act on my feelings is just like a summary in your own words of the two questions that we talked about earlier. Um, but why is that important to me is something you're going to spend a lot more time with and really think about, you know, like if you were in this character's position why would you struggle with it what would be hard about that what is even if it is abstractly wrong or would cause you problems what is your inner resistance to acting on the feelings
0: yeah i think this is easier to conceive for your character than it is for mine because i'm trying Mm. to what are the conditions that an alien is like getting studied by humans um,
1: there's a couple, and some of them are like really, some of them are kind of okay, and some of them are like really bad, right? Yeah. Like, like shape of water, level of dark, right?
0: Exactly. So, you know,
1: or worse. Yeah, or worse. Let me see. So, I mean, I think, why can't I act on my feelings? I, like, I don't know which one to pick.
0: Yeah, there's, there's, it's there's a so rich many. field
1: for you. <laughs> there's so many. Let's see an interspecies relationship. <laughs> Uh, It would jeopardize my academic career, to say the least. I don't think my parents would approve. Yeah, I would just be forbidden from so many angles. I I can't conceive of having a relationship with this creature.
0: Um, That's what I'm writing. So on my end, the reasons that... I'm thinking up most of them are like too dark for me to be comfortable with sure yeah so I want to I, I don't want like a necessity of my feelings for you being that I would hurt you cuz that doesn't make me feel comfortable mm, mm-hmm. and I also don't want this creature to be like full on a prisoner sure yeah, yeah. let's
1: let's um let's conceive of that differently then like maybe Like maybe, okay, so they could crash land on Earth or they could land voluntarily on Earth, right? Those are Mm -hmm. two different things. And if they crash landed, they could be being like kept very comfortably in this institution and like, hey, buddy, like we can't get you home, but, you know, we're, I don't know, maybe we can work something out and we can like learn from each other. So it could be like a pretty okay situation. Or you could have landed voluntarily and maybe there's lots of people from your species or maybe you're the first of, you know, you're hoping to come here and yeah. have a lot of your species show up and have everyone be friends and you just happen to be the first person.
0: I like this. Okay. Let's say this alien has crash landed mm-hmm. and in a very public way, like there's no cover up or anything. Okay. They survived this crash and it's they, they also have the ability to like, phone home for help but in the meantime like they got a function on this planet and survive are civilized creatures around right so earth is like oh well we've got an alien here uh let's let's learn about each other and so i'm sort of in the like this program is being developed like you crash landed are you healthy and safe right uh, yeah and this, this alien is not a doctor they're like you know some other <laughs> i think they're a scientific researcher as well So uh, they're they're like, you know, practically I need to invest and hope that this species medical practices are like good enough to like keep me safe and alive until Mm -hmm. help should arrive and then, you know, leave diplomacy to everyone else. So I think I, as a scientific researcher. Cannot screw up first contact of a kind like this. Oh,
1: and you're like really unprepared for it. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. Because you're the yeah, type who does this.
1: Yeah. You're like, well, we have people for this. For for alien first contact. We like, were,
0: you know what? We were going to initiate first <laughs> no. contact. And I, you dunked it up. <laughs> I was like, I'm a sociological researcher. I'm yeah, not yeah. like biological at all. Like I was like, oh, they live in cities and Aww. this is how they do their things. That's and, so cute. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you big nerd. <laughs> I like that we have this thing in common, actually.
0: Me too.
1: Oh. So after you've written that down, let's let's spend our time with why is that important to me? Um, Because that's about, like, why is it important to you as a person? And, like, I... For her, it's not even a matter of, like, oh, this is wrong or, like, I shouldn't or whatever. Maybe those things are true. But her, like, default, like, state is just, like, well, that's... It's just not a thing that she would consider when she was sort of given this opportunity. But why is it important to her? Like, when push comes to to shove, if she does feel attracted to this person, what is inside her that's going to say no, don't? yeah. And I wonder... If it is about like her devotion to like, you know, getting her PhD and, and being a researcher and what would this what this would mean for her future and like being the person who like screwed around with her subjects like this would just like wreck her. I
0: mean, here's the thing, Alex, uh, not only like do you have all of that regular academic pressure, mm-hmm. but this is a big public event. Yeah. You are going to be a footnote in history. Right. Generations from now, people will talk about the researcher that <laughs> fucked that alien. <laughs> That's a really bad and public it's, mistake.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I think I think of my character as like very ambitious and very dedicated and like not a romantic person, you know, and and I think she's sacrificed relationships in the past. You know, like to say, "Well, I gotta go to. Th- I, I got into yeah, this prestigious yeah. program, so sorry, bye." Um, and maybe that's even happened more than once, or maybe you know she's had a partner who left her because she was married to her job, kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's how I'm going to write it. Like I've made sacrifices in the past, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put you know anything in jeopardy in 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 the future. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, oh man. I mean, there's so much like the historical note I find pretty compelling because yeah. like this, I mean, this alien has that in a grand scheme, like her species like goes out and mm-hmm. looks for developing worlds and, and makes contact with them. And like, it'll be a big historical event. So mm-hmm. she'd be acutely aware of the stakes of like everything that she's doing, yeah. Um Also, I think there's, like, kind of an ethical component to it because, like, she did come here to, like, initiate contact with a species that's not as advanced. Um. Oh, so she I'm, might.
1: I'm. I'm X-ing we're X-ing that. We're that. Yeah. Um. Just the concept of like more and less advanced species and like stages of civilization and like that kind of like Star Trekky like okay. mode of thinking of a about like societies is like it's like poison to me. It's just like really <laughs> it's really really like colonial science fiction. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So. I don't know. You can wonder about like, yeah, I don't know. Just, just that one piece of it doesn't work for me, for sure. but all this other stuff about like, I have to be a representative of my species yeah. and that's kind of a big deal is good. And, and fe- and feel free to continue to explore more, just not in that one particular no,
0: way. No, I, I mean, th- then that sort of solidifies it because like mm. I was caught between two ideas. And if one's off the table, that means <laughs> that we've got like, yeah, because, because she is a sociological like researcher, she is just so aware of how important first contact is and like what ideas that's going to shape about the way human beings perceive her people so she's mm-hmm. like i can't be a bad representation at all because that would destroy me because like i've shaken my head at like people who've made mistakes in like past mm-hmm. first contact cases and whatnot
1: yeah yeah Oh, yeah, that's right, because it's not your species, like, first time to bat at yeah. this, right? We all remember a first contact with the Talarians. Is that a Star Trek race? It is. Don't at me. <laughs> 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 so we have our characters now, which means that we are ready to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will... Let's grab that box there, because I'm looking at this tower, and already this tower is a little wonky.
1: Oh, you don't like that?
0: <laughs> Alex, what have you done? Oh, well, sorry, James. Oh, no. So, all right, here, I'll put it back. Oh, oh, no.
1: No, I made it much worse. No, you made it much worse. That's fine.
0: All right. Uh, I see how it is.
1: Yeah, sorry. Get used to it. The tower is important. The tower is not sacred. Lots of things could happen to this tower. Some of them might be caused by us. Some of them by the winds of fate a a particularly strong gust of fate might cause us to act on our feelings that's right listeners under certain circumstances we'll pull and if the tower falls then our characters act on their feelings and And whoever touched it last
0: was the one who did it yeah
1: that's right so first thing we do is each of us will pull three bricks from the tower
0: okay and so i assume that If the tower falls during this process, that means that these two characters just saw each other and instantly. Instantly
1: just gone. Done.
0: I do kind of love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with this outcome. No, these are practice pulls. It's totally fine just to get you used to the tower. Um, And I've never seen it. And
0: make it a little interesting to start out with, too.
1: That's right, because we're not waiting to see whether or not these characters are into each other or whether, you know, the attraction's mutual or whatever. We as players know from the get-go, these characters are way into each other. That fact is not up for debate.
0: Yeah, it's just a matter of, well, I mean, there's still a possibility that we could end the game And they don't act on their feelings. Of course.
1: Um, We could get to the end of the eighth scene and the follow could call an end to the scene and the tower still be standing. I've seen it happen once and it was beautiful. It almost happened in our game. Oh yeah, that's right. But you were the follow and you would not allow it.
0: (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Which is why I'm the lead now.
1: (laughs) Although maybe I should note that either of us can push over the tower at any time. You just said that that was cheap.
0: Yeah. I, d- I mean, look, if I can be, st- I, all I want is to see people get together and kiss. If I can just demand that at any time, like a decadent emperor.
1: Apparently it's a bad thing. Uh, okay. So our tower is primed. It's nice and shaky. Do you think mm-hmm. it's
0: shaky? Oh, I think it's shaky.
1: Should I shake it a little bit more to see if you change your mind? I
0: mean, if you want to reset the tower, that's up to you. <laughs> We'll just know that there is the AU where these two jumped on each other's bones immediately.
1: (laughs) It is not yet canon that the alien has bones.
0: I I guess that's true.
1: I am so excited. Oh, we should... I want to set the precedent that like, you know, a biologist and a whatever has already kind of been through here and there's already some research that's like happened so that I don't know nothing. Neither of us know Know nothing nothing. about each other's whatever. Because otherwise it would just be a boring story of like, what is this... Water, you know what I (laughs) mean—that you drink.
0: Yeah, I've, I'm, I've been sent here to study you as like a sociologist, so like I know a lot of other things.
1: Oh, I didn't even—that's so funny. Yeah, okay, great. Um, okay, beautiful. Well, you're you're the lead, so you will go first with a move, but together we will decide what the scene is. Um, you know, we will set the scene. So the first scene is that it just says an introduction. What does that mean for us? I wonder. I mean, we could just do the actual, like, first time we've sat down together to talk.
0: Yeah, I think that might be good. I guess how... How do we want to frame it? Because I don't want there to be like too many NPCs in the scene or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, generally you don't really want other people in your story at all in a game of Starcross. Like sometimes you can't avoid it, but like don't let them take the limelight. I mean, it could just be like, you're not considered dangerous, Mm -hmm. right? And I have something that I'm assigned to you to do. There are other scientists, I would say other more prestigious scientists who have like done more work. I, I consider myself like a research assistant. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like relo- like I'm somebody, some other professors like helper. Um, so you're
0: there to like give the vaccines and like.
1: Maybe. Oh, I want to ask you questions though. I, I want to I mean, be a psychologist.
0: Alex, that's so perfect. Aww. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> maybe you are a psychologist because I seem in distress oh yeah like, yeah yeah I'm, i am i am like even though i don't want to mess up first contact further by like
1: oh uh, but people have noticed that like that you seem kind of stressed out because your your basic level is like i should not be here doing this, exactly. Other people are this better. this is not this supposed
0: to be me. me this is not supposed to be me <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's already ruined <laughs>
1: <laughs> they seem upset i think i don't know <laughs> Uh, great. Yeah. So I'm going to go in and, you know, th- this RA is not like a counseling psychologist. She is like a diagnostic, like, d- you know, measures, I don't know, um, other things kind of psychologist. But uh, she just wants to go in and basically like assess what's up with you and see if she can like, I don't know, test certain responses to things. And they're very nervous about like hooking you up to machines to do it.
0: Because they don't want to scare me or whatever. Yeah. Or
1: like, who knows if our usual methods of testing stress, like, you know, cortisol levels are like, I mean, we test stress with stuff like amount of sweat on your palms, like straight up. So it, who knows it, we haven't even established that you have palms. So <laughs> someone just goes in and, uh, and asks you some questions. Great. Uh, so maybe there are some other people like behind a two way mirror. Um, but it's just me and you in the room. I-, I would like the idea of it being that.
0: I love it. Perfect.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, look on your sheet and make a move. I'm so nervous. Okay.
0: My character is seated or like, I think on the floor, like sitting down on yeah. the floor, um, sort of like in a, not a lounge, but I don't think... Regular chairs are the sort of thing that like would work. So, yeah, there's something about this uh, that they've put there to like try and make me comfortable, and I'm too out of it and polite to like correct them on what I actually need.
1: <laughs> so, they've just given you like a bunch of like nice cushions and stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've piled them somewhere. Like, I know, I know what they're trying to do, <laughs> um, but I'm sitting there, and I think. Overall, and like you could get this whether you're a member of this species or not, their posture is like closed off and Mm. uh, sort of uncomfortable. They are fidgeting around with, I think, something on the wrist of like one of their limbs. That's some technological piece of something, but they're not super invested in it. And they look a bit agitated and anxious because they know that they're going to be talking to someone because that was conveyed to them.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Cool. So we have this. We have this agitated uh, little movements from you. It's very sweet and pitiable. My character is making the softest little knocking noise at the door.
0: I think as like at the sound of that noise, you can see the colors on my character's body dramatically change. Uh, I think it's like blue and white uh, spots like sort of appear and that shifts over their entire body. And like the spots sort of fade into like a pale blue all over as they collect themselves uh, and uh, say to come in
1: Mm. or I guess come in. Oh, that's right. You yeah. have to touch the tower in order to speak.
0: That's right. Uh, listeners at home, every time Alex and I engage in dialogue in the game where our characters are actively communicating, we we haven't even talked about how communication works, but we're going to assume that we that we figure something out. Yeah. We have to touch the tower. And in touching the tower, like you really risk knocking it over. So like it makes you focus on the things that you're saying in a really fun and interesting way. Mm
1: hmm. There's a very hesitant opening of the door. And she was kind of expecting Western chairs. And so when she comes in and there's, like, just these, like, cushions everywhere, you know, in an environment that, like, maybe, like, nothing else in the room was, like, well-suited to that. Um, like, like none of the coffee tables are the right height. <laughs> uh, she's, she's a little taken aback by that. There's this sort of... Um, there's a mismatchiness to the room, like as though many people have tried to accommodate your needs mm-hmm. without a lot of feedback. Yeah, and in conflicting ways. I am
0: not going to give notes to this new species.
1: <laughs> You're just going to be like, "Wow, thank you so much. That was this is so good. This is so great. Really is so great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think like seeing you again. A sociologist, like, I know a little bit about human psychology. I can see some sort of surprise and hesitance. I am going to try and respond with the kindness that was showed me. And I, like, offer you one of the pillows and, like, try to do it. Because you reading as so nervous right now, Uh, like try to slide it and like show that I am I am over here and and you can be over there. And like, that's that's close enough for you. And just sort of (laughs) gesture.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. She sits down and kind of has her her ankles tucked under her bum and and shifts slightly and and finds herself actually pretty comfortable. and. You can see that her posture very intentionally relaxes because it's everywhere but her neck. Her shoulders are being intentionally kind of let go, you know, and her her elbow is being set down. But you can tell that all through her neck and jaw, (laughs) it's still there. The parts that she can't relax, it's still there.
0: And in an effort to, like, try and make the mood a little bit more relaxed, coming from her, like, chest area, there's just a wash of, like, a skin tone uh, that she's, like, trying to convey. Like, see, I look like you. This isn't so uncomfortable. (laughs) 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 I look like you humans. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe with, like, freckle spots, too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're trying so hard. Which which probably only makes it weirder way and weirder. scarier. <laughs>
1: yeah, way weirder. So my character has been briefed. And, and maybe she's even seen like footage, you know? Yeah. And certainly photos.
0: I mean, it's all over the news.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's, it like you said, it's not a secret cover-up thing. So she's been very well briefed. And she was told about the color-changing stuff and how much of that was real and how much of that was media gossip. But when she actually sees that spread out from the middle of your chest outward of these sort of like very slowly shifting colors. She says something that she instantly knows she should not say, which is, that's beautiful. Oh, man. I'm going to go on ahead and pull for that. Because I am.
0: Unintentionally revealing something. And oh boy, Alex. I am not. (laughs) This game might not be very long.
1: No, it's fine. (laughs) Look at that. It's better now.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, better. It's only getting more stable.
1: Yep. (laughs) Okay. Your turn.
0: That was just forward in a way that she definitely didn't expect. So I think her her cheeks like again pop up that that blue and white sort of polka dot pattern, which I guess is like her equivalent of like blushing. They uh managed to stammer out, thank you. Uh, you do too.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: And I'm gonna pull because I am intentionally revealing something about this character. I really committed to this break, and I probably why shouldn't. you
1: don't have to. You can you can poke and prod the tower as much as you want, and you can half pull something and know, put it back. You
0: know, Alex. For some reason, it feels like poking and prodding this particular tower yeah. is not a safe thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Scene one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, She unfolds this, like, two-screen tablet and moves her hands along it and opens up some things, looking down at the tablet, not looking at you Mm. after that comment. And she says, why don't we get started? Oh, okay. They- Oh, James, Mm -hmm. don't let yourself touch the table while you're speaking. Oh, I
0: didn't know that rule. Touch the tower only. I guess the last time we played on the floor, so. You
1: didn't touch that nasty con floor.
0: (laughs) There's no way not to touch that nasty con floor. <laughs> um, Oh, okay. Uh, they told me that you might be able to help me. I, I've been helped quite a bit already, I can assure you.
1: She smiles. Oh, Did you do a move or did, did you just not. give dialogue? You I have just... to do a move. Oh, okay. okay. Dialogue does not count as a move. That's right. right. Dialogue is something I, you do on top of a move.
0: I think... Then it's a shot just of her and like how colorful she is against the stark white walls of the room. And, you know, it's lit with fluorescent bulbs, like all of the white in the room is being emphasized. But she's also surrounded by like blankets that are a little bit colorful and pillows. So she's like this center of color in in this very stark environment.
1: Mm, that's lovely. She looks hesitant. She bites her lower lip and... She tucks an errant strand of hair behind her ear in one quick and graceful motion and she sort of does a half smile at you and says this is more like an assessment i just want to see what's maybe been up you're you're not in any trouble everyone says that you're very cooperative and really want to help everybody but this must be a hard time for you on
0: earth i think her mysterious black eyes like widen up a little bit there's like a flash of like yellow uh that moves across her face like sort of a brighter sort of oh oh i i I think i understand and she's going to scoot a little closer and yeah she puts a, a limb out Towards your character and says it's nice to meet you we're gonna be talking right <laughs> and this is gonna be a poll because i am definitely intentionally initiating contact between sure, us
1: sure
0: now if you want to tear down this tower and set up a new tower that's not this tower no <laughs> um so she reaches that handout uh i guess you have to say if you take it but that poll does mean that that happens sure. she's not going to grab you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're power gaming again, tomato.
0: I am not. I just, <laughs> I'm initiating physical contact. Okay.
1: Fine, fine, fine. I, In- and I need to
0: establish this smell thing and I'm very excited about it.
1: Here's what I'm going to do is the follow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She is looking right at the middle of your face mm-hmm. when you have that huge color change. Yeah. She's a little entranced by that. And then she's kind of looking into your eyes. But meanwhile, you've, you've scooched closer to her yeah. to initiate this limb shake. The and, limb shake. And your antenna, she slowly is looking up at your antenna, which seem to be moving completely independently of the rest of your body language. Oh, I
0: love absolutely everything about this. If Uh, I don't have conscious control over this.
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) They are just like searching the air rapidly and are so incongruous with the rest of your movements that she looks down at your eyes and then back up at the antenna. And she says, I'm sorry. Should I be keeping contact with the antenna or with your eyes? And we're going to end the scene there.
0: Ooh, very good. <laughs> and so I think we explained this earlier, but each scene has a theme that sort of provides us with the seeds that we need for the narrative to unfold.
1: That's right, James. Do you want to read scene two?
0: A little embarrassment. Great. Yes, I am extremely excited for this.
1: Wonderful. Uh, so let's set our scene before you do your first move. Uh, where should they be next?
0: Okay, I think this character is being asked to meet with certain important officials. Like originally, mm-hmm. it was just scientists like taking care of things and whatnot. Uh, but you know, the people of Earth want to know something about this. So, like some politician mm. or, and world leaders like have to meet with this per- with this alien. She's done her best so far to like politely decline this because she doesn't feel that she is in a position to do this Mm -hmm. and she knows it's very important but she also has not said no to like any official request that people have made of her so like when it became clear that's like they really want this to happen i can't i can't put it off because like we're we're accommodating we're welcoming them into the the larger galaxy and universe Mm -hmm. so i have been on edge and I think, I think like you're one of the people there who's like uh, there to help this go smoothly. Um, sure.
1: Yeah. And this is great because I think my character would also feel like woefully underprepared to do this. And some request was made. I mean, maybe you just specifically requested and they were like, okay. Uh, so it was kind of like made without my consultation. Ooh. So I'm just like there and I'm like wearing my nicest thing. And Which isn't that nice. Yeah, not great. <laughs> and uh just trying to get through it okay so are we in like some kind of waiting room or yeah we we have to be
0: in some sort of waiting room this is a place that's like been put together for photo ops and things like that so this is like one of the areas that's i think it's a meeting room style there are like glasses of water out Mm, in this mm -hmm. area but there's medical examination stuff on, like, one side because, like, people want to be prepared. They they just, Nobody knows anything at this point. Right, um, yeah. So it is a chaotic environment with lots of stuff. It's a pretty big contrast to, like, the normally pretty spare room that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of visual data for me to take in. I'm sort of excited about that and, like, studying things up close that I've only seen in pictures. Aww. But one of the things that, that again, I, I like about your character is that uh, she's very graceful, which I think <laughs> means my character is not. Um, <laughs> so I, I think, like, I've got a lot of limbs and, like, some antenna move without me commanding them to oh, move specifically. Right, yeah. So mm-hmm. I knock things over Aww. and, like, I am very nervous about doing specifically that <laughs> so i i think she's got like her blue and white polka dot look going on right now mm-hmm. um uh, but she's also like looking around the room and like looking like she really wants to touch or interact with some things but she is restraining herself
1: Hmm. yeah oh that's really cute my character sitting next to you. She is fidgeting with the hem of her skirt to avoid fidgeting with her pantyhose, which she will definitely accidentally rip. And that's all she can think about. <laughs> it's just a big rip and stupid hose, which she never normally wears. And she never wears high heels and like she is right now, she sort of thought, but they're like, you know, wedges. Like she should be fine. She's just does not, you know, not duck walking around or anything, but oh and so she is just like very carefully kind of just playing with the hem of her skirt
0: so seeing you do that the alien like reaches a limb over and puts a hand on your back looks at you with those big black eyes and says you are very tall (laughs) noticing those wedge shoes like You look very tall right now.
1: Good job. Good. I see what you did. (laughs) I know that you all like being tall. (laughs) That's really sweet. She starts nervously laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And she turns towards you to look at you and say, thank you. That's very sweet. But she gets... Uh, interrupted because when she actually turns her whole body towards you, her the side of her face smacks into one of your antenna, which was right next to her head.
0: Ooh, yes, yes. Oh no, it's a disaster. Oh no, it's a physical disaster. This oh. tower. What a bizarre place that would have been to act on your feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god,
1: that's a little embarrassment.
0: I think as the antenna, uh, the antenna's is like gonna touch, like touch lightly. I think. The way I picture Don't this-
1: for, I'm sorry to hmm. interrupt, but I almost forgot to mark down oh, my Oh, yeah, poll. that's
0: very important. And it
1: is super important. Uh, listeners, at the end of the game, we're going to compare the number of polls that we made to the epilogue table. And the number of polls from the tower sort of equals our shared attraction score. And how high your attraction is determines like what kind of epilogue you get. So very important to keep track of that. But easy to lose track of.
0: Yes. (laughs) I think this antenna, I picture it being sort of soft, like an axolotl antenna. Um, So yeah, it's like, it's not a pokey sort Mm -hmm. of carapace based thing. It, it, It touches the side of you. And that's, of course, how she smells. So she gets... I think pulsing out from around the antenna there is like pink and red that's oh just and it's sort of swimming and dancing very quickly. And that like flows down her back. Like she indulges in it for a second.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so,
0: overwhelming.
1: Oh my gosh. So the equivalent of shivers down your spine.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> Wowzers. Her mouth like hangs open for a second. As she sees this reaction in you and she does not address it any further, her head whips back to the front of the room and she is no longer fidgeting with the hem of her skirt. She is just holding onto it tightly with two hands and staring and straight ahead.
0: I think seeing you do that, like that movement sort of brings her out of it and she's like, like she's in her, in her head, she's like, oh, oh my god, I'm flashing or whatever that that is that is a sign of something that i am not even ready to think about right now yeah yeah. um and i think those blue polka dots just like they are ice cold like navy blue um (laughs) and they like multiply on her face as she sort of starts to straighten up and and close off as well Mm -hmm. um staring forward
1: (laughs) still staring ahead i think there is a period of silence between them and then there's kind of a bustle in the room and some security people open up the door, which means big, important people coming in very soon. Mm-hmm. And so I stand up next to you and I really want to reveal something. I find it really hard to be the follow-up. I want to reveal something, but I want to do it unintentionally. I wonder, I wonder if there's something about myself that I can just kind of let slip. You know, like not related to my nervousness or to my feelings about you. Yeah. She just stands up and she tries to joke. She tries to make a joke that I'm not that good at human interactions either, but she looks so sad when she says it that like, it's just, it's very transparent that she's not just trying to make you feel better or, or make a jape. Like it really feels like there's a lot on the line for her here.
0: I think uh she knows about jokes, right? She must.
1: <laughs> she's heard about jokes, you yeah. Know?
0: And like I'll cause I don't wanna say that aliens don't have jokes. That's that's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. but there is a particular like thing of like earth sense of humor and like different alien species sense of humor. Sure. She's she's like wanted to try her hand at things like that sure. so she sort of like playfully uh narrows her eyes and like gets those yellow highlights around them mm-hmm. um more yellow highlights around her lips as she says i don't think either of us are supposed to be here <laughs> am i really revealing some? well i did reveal yeah you don't know that i don't think that i'm supposed to be here don't make me just kiss this person immediately before meeting the you president know, I, or whatever
1: you know there are many different ways to now act on your I feelings
0: know, i know my god <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you has your character not revealed that they weren't like a deliberate emissary like
0: been very silent about it been very silent about it because i think she's telling herself in her head uh-huh. that if other people who are prepared to handle the situation come soon enough that they can sort of smooth over and it's like there was a mechanical failure but then we made first contact and it was very smooth and
1: (laughs) that distress beacon is out there Mm -hmm. you're sitting on on are you sitting on red or unread like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you know that they've heard it? Or do you not even know if anyone's picked up the distress beacon? I
0: feel like. or
1: You know what? Mm. Let's find out in
0: play. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do find it.
1: Kind of want to end that scene. Yeah. 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 Who I knows how that, that meeting went?
0: Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Star Crossed. Remember, on the one-shot Twitch stream this week, on Monday, tonight, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, we're going to be streaming a live episode of StarCrossed with Alex Roberts at 7pm Central Time. Then, this Thursday, we have a new episode of Total Party Kill with JPC at 7pm Central Time. Coming up on May 9th, we're going to do a Woman with Hollow Eyes debrief, where we talk about behind-the-scenes decisions, our favorite moments in the first season of A Woman with Hollow Eyes, and our favorite things about Invisible Sun as a Game. Be sure to join us for that on May 9th at 7:30 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, if you're looking to listen to other great gaming podcasts, be sure to check out Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a future fantasy comedy podcast featuring Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders A chrome head decker, a teenage candy junkie klepto, a kid show wizard with a petulant thirst for adventure, and the nastiest trucker this side of the robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neo Scum crew as they dole out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I'm talking about work requirements again for many vital assistive programs we have in the United States. Currently, Republicans are trying to introduce work requirements to federal subsidized housing, the SNAP Assistive Food Program, and Medicaid beneficiaries. Adding work requirements to programs like this undermines the fundamental concept of those programs and hurts their effectiveness overall. It needlessly punishes vulnerable members of our community. It does nothing to balance our budget, because these programs are already desperately underfunded, and it impoverishes our society. Adding work requirements to these programs introduces needless red tape and is simply a step towards eliminating those programs altogether, something that Republicans know most Americans oppose. They're trying to sidestep public opinion by introducing measures they don't think people will pay attention to. Thankfully, you can fight back against it by calling your representatives and letting them know that you support these programs and oppose efforts to introduce needless work requirements to them. One of the easiest ways to contact your representatives is going to fivecalls.org. There, you can find issue summaries on issues like these, contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across. Calling is quick, easy, and can help fight injustice like this. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show.